This is the Blattcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world, hosted by Christian Blatt. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Hello there. Welcome to a very special Blattcast. Blattcast 497, oh my goodness. I am Christian Blatt. Perhaps you know me. Because I was the one who made the Kessel Run in 10 parsecs. Joined by a man voted most likely to shoot Bib Fortuna. Ryan Nelson, how are you, sir? Most likely. I'm doing well. How are you? Ryan Nelson, a fellow person in the entertainment industry, post-production. So hyped to talk Star Wars. It's been a minute, Christian Blatt. It has been a minute. It's been several minutes. And... Uh, is that a Porkins action figure? I think we have Porkins on the show. It is a Porkins bust. It is a man who I, I see myself every time he appeared on the screen. Well, I'm glad you say that fly. because my intro for you was indeed going to be a man who can always stay on target. <laughs> stay on target. The one, the only count, Eric Connor. And uh, we will see if we get an opportunity to uh, be joined by uh, some of our other friends. But for right now, uh, if I was going to talk Star Wars, I right. would, of course, need to assemble this triumvirate that includes two people from the first state. Yes, both Eric and Ryan no. are from the state of Delaware. No way. Delaware strong. Delaware strong. <laughs> and we also got this huge poster of Ewan McGregor. Yes. Uh, which he looks like he's in a place as desolate as Delaware. Uh, I didn't know you were from Delaware. This was a surprise. I didn't expect to, to kick I off. saved it for the air. Oh, yeah, I'm just trying to make small talk before we start. And I'm like, no. No, anyone from Delaware, when they meet someone else from Delaware, I've compared it to a unicorn, meaning like another unicorn. <laughs> yeah, or or a, a Pegasus. You're, you're Ben Kenobi. You're, yeah. Oh, you, you, I want them to mean old Ben. Uh, yes. Uh, Wilmington, well, Delaware. Before... Before you guys uh, devolve this conversation into uh, moves right. that the Sixers should make in the offseason, I feel like we should dive right in to the six-episode Disney Plus series of Kenobi. We are going to speak about it in all the spoilers, and uh, it was uh, a show that I watched in a way a lot of people didn't. I actually watched all six of them uh, after it had premiered. Uh, and that was just due to bad logistics. I was flying back from New York and, uh, and I just didn't, I thought that I was, I had downloaded the first two episodes hadn't. So then uh, just Same. by the time I caught up, I, there had already been four or five of them. So I was like, great, I'll just do it all at once. Crazy. I really enjoyed it. And I think that uh, there are some people that feel very differently about it than that. I actually don't know how much you guys feel about it as a whole. But uh, I, I, I think that there's a lot of great stuff about it. And uh, I, I don't know about you, Ryan. I was not in love with Book of Boba Fett the way I wanted to be. This certainly uh, was, was a, a nice chaser to that because uh, that, that I was just overall disappointed. Stuff I liked during that, mostly when it turned into episodes of The Mandalorian. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, uh, but... To it's have so you and McGregor though. back, uh, I look. I love Train Spotting too. So anytime you bring you and McGregor back as previous characters that I already liked seeing him play, I am all in. Uh, but uh, overall thoughts, Ryan, I will let you go first. I mean, well, you brought up Book of Boba Fett. Like, I think it's important to like paint the the context and the landscape 
of the Disney Plus, Star Wars, or just Star Wars in general right now, walking into this show as a big fan because you know we're coming right off of Boba Fett, like you were saying. And that was a show I think uh, I, I was pretty disappointed by, but I was also very entertained by. Like I was, I was still dialing in each week, like maybe it'll be this one, maybe it'll be this one. And there were still a lot of things I liked about it, like all Star Wars. But um, as a whole, as like an entire package, I was a little disappointed with that. It wasn't the sum of its parts, really. And uh, I think like walking into this show, I got to be honest, I never, I don't think I've ever had higher expectations for a TV show. Like I was so amped for this as like growing up with the prequels, loving Ewan McGregor, being the biggest Deborah Chow fan on earth. Like she, she's done episodes. I'm a big Better Call Saul fan. She did one of the best episodes of that show. Her episodes of Mandalorian were great. I think she's just like an amazing visionary. This show had every ingredient like walking in just if I was looking at this, like it was, you know, like an NFL team, it had the perfect coach, the perfect quarterback, the star, like you're bringing Hayden back. You're kidding me. Like this was the most exciting star Wars thing. And probably since force awakens, I'd say uh, where I was just like, this could be really special. And my overall thoughts is I don't think this show was the masterpiece. I was hoping it'd be. However, Along the ride, I kind of was able to warp what I, what the show was. I'm like, okay, this is what they're doing with it. And I was still very satisfied, particularly by the finale, which I think is... Uh, Star Wars has always been pretty great with finales, even with like seasons or shows, like in the animated stuff and everything. This one was no exception. This might have been like the best hour of Star Wars we've had in a few years. Those are my overall thoughts. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the especially the finale, uh, I would say, as if you isolate that as an hour, it's, you know, amongst the best that there's been in really the last, what, 35 years. You know, it's like even going back to the prequels as a standalone hour. Uh, obviously I think in general, people are in agreement about rogue one. People are generally in agreement about the two seasons of the Mandalorian. Uh, so, you know, this is, this was really up there, but yeah, I, I did, uh, there, there, like I said, there was a lot that I enjoyed about the show. Uh, Eric overall big thoughts. You, you know, it's interesting. Like, all right. Mandalorian kind of works because I think Mandalorian, not kind of Mandalorian works because it figured out how to be a TV show. You know, Mandalorian, it's like the fugitive a million years ago. It's like the Incredible Hulk when Christian and I were young and Ryan may have still had a tail. Uh, I I think he might have been young, might have still been, you know, swimming around there. But 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 I think like Mandalorian really works because it is really conceived of as as pure TV. You know, what makes it work is what makes TV work in some ways. And then Boba Fett was this weird, formless thing. You know, it, it, the fact that it sort of left to become Mandalorian for like two episodes and came back like Boba Fett. It's like they never really had their arms around Kenobi. It, it's interesting because Kenobi, I think, is sort of like a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Those right. last two episodes, you will not hear me say anything, anything bad about, it, even though my cousin gave me a good talking to about some of the logic holes, which I'll, I'll let him keep those for himself. But. He made it. He made a strong case. He went to MIT. He's a smart guy. He's Harvard, from Maryland, Harvard. though. Not from Delaware. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. He's from New York, right? So oh. he's not pure. Oh well, then clearly, if he's, he's from New York, he doesn't know anything. He's not pure, um, uncut yeah. Delaware gold like Ryan and myself. Uh, <laughs> but those last two episodes, like the first four, I never was bored. I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. 
I I did love little Leia. I think she was like baby oh Grogu. She was so well cast and added real heart and something very specific to that. But those last two episodes were tremendous. And that would have been a great movie. Mm. Yeah. And uh, let's, uh, of course, give credit to uh, the young actress, Vivian Lyra Blair is her name. And uh, yes, she was phenomenal. Uh, I was talking to uh, Eric about this last night. Uh, I, the, there's no real ability to arrive at a verdict for young Luke. I, he, he didn't stand out as being bad. It's just, he looked like young Anning, you know, he looked like young Jake Lloyd. And I think that's all they needed because of how little they actually did with him. You know, he can run away, he can climb a ladder. So, uh, yeah. but she was fantastic. And I think if she hadn't been, Ooh, this would have been rough. <laughs> you know? it, it, it was a good misdirection, right? Cause we all would have assumed, Oh yeah, it's gonna be about young Luke. It's like, no, nope, yeah. it's young Leia. And I'm like, that's yeah. yeah. really smart. It's kind of but, amazing how they've pulled off some big twists like that. Like, yeah, I remember right. the first episode of Mandalorian ends with Grogu, and you're like, what? Like, how it was No idea. Right, secret? right. That moment. Yeah. It's the moment we yeah. all kind of fell for, fell in love with that show. And yeah. even in Mandalorian season two, it felt, I mean, I, we might have our finger on the pulse more than other people, but it felt like every single thing of it was leaked at one point, maybe aside from Luke. So yeah, it's, Luke it's was amazing. the one thing that that they meant. Yeah, so Luke and and Grogu, you know, when we first right. met him, and uh, yeah, this was a, a bit of a disappointing uh, turn for social media because I think with Spider Man No Way Home, social media did such a great job of keeping their mouth shut and like, yes, if you really dug around, things would be spoiled for you, but casual spoilers were back in fashion, uh, like the night of the Kenobi premiere. I had no idea Princess Leia was in the show and I didn't watch it that night. And then I found out and then I was like, all right, well, I've already had that. And there were little things that came up, you know, and I was like, all right, so people aren't trying. And, and I'm, not, I'm not actually, this isn't like directed at you, Ryan. I didn't case you thought it was. No, there was somebody that I knew that was like, I'm like, it wasn't even really like noon the next day. And they were writing about, uh, about little Leia. And I was like, yeah. oh, I had no yeah. idea she was in the show, but I know now. I, oh, yeah oh, i can't speak well, on like the day of it comes yeah. out because we're just in a world where like it's probably gonna be out there but I, I think like i will say like up to no way home i felt again like a lot of that movie i we all knew like going in we're probably gonna see like three spider yeah but we didn't know for sure that we were gonna see them you know it was like until you know and and but i know what you're saying and yes yeah, so but still even knowing that we were gonna get her uh, in the show, I, I didn't realize it was going to be, you know, a young Leia story and not a young Luke story. Obviously, mm -hmm. that's what would have made sense. So I do think that that was uh, so that was definitely a, a nice surprise. And, uh, you know, the 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 scenes with uh, with you and McGregor and her were great. And uh, look, I'm always happy to see Jimmy Smith's, uh, oh, yeah. you know, they bring back, <clears throat> I know he, he, uh, he died on uh, NYPD blue, but uh, oh. if they wanted to reboot that with his ghost, he could have, he could be a force ghost. You want to do LA law again. Great. Um, but uh, since I brought up Jimmy Smith's, we're going to talk sort of about the show as a whole, but um, that, that was definitely a, a plot point where I'm like, Okay, it's a good thing that Bail Organa didn't actually start the rebellion because boy, he does not know how to leave a coded message. <laughs> you know, just as like, well, I haven't heard from you in a while. I guess I'm right. gonna have to go to Tatooine and find that boy. You know, the one that uh, Owen the farmer is looking after, the yeah. you know, Darth Vader's son, right? Uh, and I know it wasn't that, but it was just I'm like, 
you know, when we got that message, I'm like, oh, all right, somebody's going to hear this, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you but, didn't think, oh, well, that will never come back up. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, well, they definitely, they definitely telegraphed some of their, some of their moves. But uh, <laughs> I, look, stuff like that isn't going to make me not enjoy it. It was just like, you know, I was just looking at him and I'm like, all right, all right, Senator, I get it. So even even a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, you could never really count on your senators. Thank you. That's my political oh my content God, wow. for the uh, for the uh, evening. I was even um, going to say, I, I, like just mentioning the performances, like, I, I think you have to like this whole show starts and ends with you and just killing it. Like, I, I really do. We're still fresh. We're really fresh off the show. It's only been a week. But there yeah. is a conversation to be made. Like, this might be the best performance in Star Wars. Like, he is... This dude, like, he carried the prequels. People were just like, maybe this is just a guy standing out in a lot of, you know... It's easy to stand out when not everyone's, you know, being directed the best. Um, and I, I was like, man, like, getting a director like Deborah Chow and, like, having moments where you're actually just cutting in on a guy's face. Like, there were so many moments throughout the show... Or it's just a close-up and his eyes reacting. Like there were episodes that started and ended with no dialogue. It was just him acting. And that was refreshing. Like there's so little of that in Star Wars. I feel like it's a lot of Star Wars storytelling like relies a lot on the dialogue and the plot. And it's like we are yeah. learning so much from his eyes. And uh he killed it. Like he really brought it. This guy didn't he didn't phone it in. And yeah. same with with Hayden. Like I, I, a big thing I was like tweeting about, talking a lot about with people is the biggest reason I was so hyped for the show was, you know, we, Star Wars has had a lot of uh, actors like lives, not ruined, but they've been just obliterated by their performance for whatever reason. And I think a lot of the time it's not their fault. And I think, you know, that's, that's the case with Hayden Christensen in the prequels. Like, I just don't know if the guy was directed that well. It's hard to act around nothing and to see, have him get another chance all these years later where the people that were kids that loved him growing up are now giving him the praise he deserves and he kill it. Like he did. That was everything for me. Like I, it really felt like unfinished business and the show. Right. I, I think that. when you're running lines and you're learning your sides and you have an exchange uh, with, you know, an incredibly talented actress and you have to tell her that you don't like sand, there's only so much that you can do with it. And uh, I agree, though, uh, Eric, uh, when we were talking about this uh, last night, you made a point uh, about getting to see uh, Hayden Christensen in, in this show and sort of what the passage of time sort of you had some thoughts on that, right? Yeah. I, you know, I think sometimes, you know, like Bon Jovi stuck around long enough that they began to be treated like a classic rock band on, on the level of Bruce, which I hate to tell you as a fan of Bon Jovi, they just ain't. They just ain't. <laughs> Hayden the Christensen. Bruce, hold on, we're like best friends now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Bruce it, is like my idol, man. Well, of course, because oh you could, you just you, yeah, and there because you is. guys are Jersey adjacent. Yeah, right. We're <laughs> yeah. Jersey-ish. Um, <laughs> Jersey-ish. Yeah, but you know, I I think Hayden Christensen, like you could see, he's he's a much more confident performer. Like, and again, he's older, and that was part of like what what he's a forty year old playing a twenty year old. Well, we've now seen this a million times. Like, I'm sorry, like, if you saw The Irishman, I mean, that thing, like, those digital artists, like, we've never heard from them again. They had so much work to do to make those guys look young. You know, like, they all died. 
Let's not forget uh, an example near and dear to our heart, Eric, uh, private parts, Howard Stern playing himself as a college student. Oh, right. Right. And he had that great line, which is like, yeah, yeah, no, I know it's ridiculous. Get over it. You know, and 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 I think he did have a gravitas to him. I I read that they even had like a it was it was a, a Darth Vader sort of like physical body movement coach. So to make sure that he, cause you remember, like, I know he just had surgery when you have surgery and they put on new legs in my own experience and a new head and whatever else, like it's hard to recover from that quick. I admit, but if you remember at the end of Revenge of the Sith, like he's right, like, right. you know, yeah. and then in this, he just looked, I don't know. He walked like a man, talked like a man. He finally felt honestly like the Anakin we wish we had, you know, yeah. and, and, you could blame Lucas. You could blame Lucas, the writer uh, or the director. But in the you end, could, of it you all, could blame any of the hats that he wore. On oh, the, right. The prequels. Yeah. But in the end uh, of it all, it, it's he's grown up. He's he's now 40 ish or I think. Yeah. Right. I mean, so something about living a life, having experiences he's had acting in much more stuff like. Yeah. He's there's just the, more to him now. The uh, the the you know sort of the flashback duel between Anakin and uh, Kenobi was great. The first fight where uh, you know Ben really got his Kenobi handed to him uh, that was uh, that was a little tough to watch, but it was you know it was great filmmaking. You know, it just uh, I I felt for poor Ben. Uh, and then the last fight that's amongst the best lightsaber fights we've ever had. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't say that it's the best just because it's the newest, but I mean, that's, I don't no, know, that's, that's, top, that's like a top three. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm overstating it, but uh, I think it is just, I think if he hadn't sliced open his helmet, it probably wouldn't have been as effective, you know, but the fact the that rocks. we saw him under there. Yeah. The rocks, yeah, the rock. like, yeah I know. come on. And, and he's just, like pelting him with that it, that was there were so many great moments in that fight and, and the emotion was off the charts i think a yeah, lot of yeah. people were surprised they had a fight in the third app and uh yeah. and and one thing i quickly you know realized watching this show and, and then i've heard some people pointed out online uh following it is all six episodes mirror the original six movies where uh like the first episode is him walking over like you know a young boy on tatooine that's phantom menace in the second right. episode, he comes across a clone asking for money to attack the clones. In the third one, he fights him. But instead of Anakin being in the fire in the lava, it's Obi-Wan. Right, right. Fourth one, there's literal moments that are him in A New Hope. And the fifth was Empire with Reva and, and everything. And sixth was them fighting again. Like, it's there's some, some really cool parallels and rhyming happening in the show. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad that you have that attention to detail because I didn't think about it. But as you started saying it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's some very nice symmetry. And uh, uh, shout out to our pal in the chat, Dominica Saxon. Vader was the Vader. We've always needed the one from the end of Rogue One. Uh, the pure evil Vader is the one. I mean, think of like when we meet him in A New Hope. That is definitely the Vader we should have had for this series. You know, he doesn't need to have any doubts. Yeah, you know, he doesn't doesn't have any other designs than than serving his master, you know, right? And uh, choking as many people as he can, which you well, know, I don't blame him. You know, well, and I also, could. I want to bring up another notable third, which is Rocky the Third, because right in that one, you needed to have uh, Rocky get the ship kicked out of him 
by Clubber Lang in order for his comeback to actually have some real impact. Right. And so the w- us watching Obi Wan like totally get his ass handed to him. That was great, and it and it really was interesting because it was like Obi Wan. You know, everyone's like, oh, well, like, like I know, like, Last Jedi got a lot of, you know, uh, blowback because it's like, well, this isn't what we remember. But let's let's think about that. Like, Yoda, when we first meet him, he doesn't want anything to do with the Force initially. He's playing mind games with Luke, you know, yeah. like, like this role playing. Maybe this right. was his fetish. I don't know where he's just like, not <laughs> mm, Yoda. I might not be. <laughs> it's like, why are you being such a dick? Like, clearly, this is a Jedi who needs some learning and help him out. But Yoda was like that. Obi-Wan was like that. I mean, in, in the original New Hope. So that idea of the Jedi constantly dealing with the fact that, like, their own doubt, you know, like, these are people that it's like a religion. They're pious and they believe in this higher power. But you also have these characters who are having crises of faith. That mm-hmm. happens repeatedly in the Star Wars lore. Yeah. And so that was Obi-Wan. And so the fact that to use the force well as we all know it's like your your head's got to be in the game and his head clear was not or maybe it's his heart was not yet yeah, right and he's calling out to qui-gon like every episode yeah, yeah and qui-gon ain't calling him back he's ghosted him he's not calling him back wow. there, there's so many i feel like i don't know how we want to jump around here but just jump wherever was, wherever you feel like the conversation needs to go well i'll say this it. you know they dropped the first two the weekend of Star Wars Celebration. And to open with a superbly well-edited recap of the prequels, well, like, I threw that on just to, like, like during a workout. Well, I was getting and, amped. And I, uh, I, I did want to mention that, actually, that, um, boy, I needed that. Because <laughs> I, I, I've seen the prequels. There are portions thereof that I've seen more than once. But I saw those theatrically, uh, I think Phantom Menace I saw three times and then I don't think any of the other ones I saw uh, more than once in the theater. the theater. So it had been a very long time since you see I them after seen... the theater. Uh, yeah, I, I've oh, okay. seen I, I've seen each of them at least once after, but I probably hadn't seen any of them in I don't know what fifteen can, years or something. Can I mention uh, one thing I got? So Phantom Menace when it first went on, get ready VHS. Yep. Um, I bought the special edition that came with a frame from an actual 35 millimeter print. Yes. And my frame was Shmi, a close up of Shmi standing next to a wall. That, <laughs> think of I all mean, the frames you could have gotten from Phantom. I, honestly, that's probably a better one than some other ones you could have gotten. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. You could have got Watto being like, I, I, I mean, you could have gotten, you could have gotten the trade negotiators, you know? <laughs> I just had a middle-aged a- middle-aged actress standing next to a wall. Like it's like, oh yeah, obviously Star Wars. Because you know, the middle-aged actress in <laughs> yeah. a wall. What else would it be? If if somebody had told you that that was uh still of uh, Sally Field in Forrest Gump, you would have been like, Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it could have been any number of old ladies and num- yeah. any number of walls. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't recognize the wall. Um, but yeah, I very much needed the, the recap. And I think that uh, I was so glad that good. they spent the time. That Ryan's they did. Totally right. It was so well made. I know. Yeah. And, and I've seen, um, right. I, I have two sons who are older than Christian's kids. So they watched the prequels a lot when they were really young. And so I've seen them a ton. And yet, even with that, I still like that recap was, it got, you know, it is like you were saying, you were working out to it. 
my version yeah. of that workout was sitting on the couch with with nachos, yeah. a, a different kind of workout. But it, it got me, it, it, but it a got me equally amped. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it got me so ready for that show. I, and oh I think yeah, you're like, were those movies so good? Time. Watching that, <laughs> you're like, I, I think they were. And then, and just like the little, the little Easter eggs of like, all right, like we're gonna show all these moments of them being like buddy, buddy, them right, turning. Right of uh you know you're the chosen one and then like yoda going like i'm going to teach you how to talk to your old master and you're like oh my god are they going to touch on that and just all this stuff i was kind of hoping they were going to throw in some of the animated content because i'm a big fan of the animated shows which mm-hmm. again this that opening really set the tone of like you know what this show is going to be for the people who haven't really watched any of that yeah um, i mean just by having inquisitors you know, I mean, that's so the, right. the fact that the series, you know, the live action series, I mean, we saw it, Book of Boba Fett, you know, and, and to some extent Mandalorian, the fact that they incorporate the animated characters, I think that, you know, other franchises uh, don't embrace some of the other projects and incorporate them as much. I mean, it was always... It, it was always something that uh, I felt like, why, why should I spend my money? It's specifically, this was for Star Trek that they felt their approach was that the movies and TV series were the fact and the books and comic books were the fiction. So they can do whatever they want. It didn't really matter. And I know that they did the, the hard reset on the post Jedi stuff with the, you know, when with force awakens came out and people were upset about that, but I did like that. It always, you know, it, it always mattered. I mean, it always for matters. God's sake, Boba Fett was introduced in the, the Christmas special. <laughs> the fact that life day actually exists right. in star Wars canon is mind boggling because yeah. honestly it's right. But I'm wouldn't, so glad it does. Wouldn't would be uh, Arthur B. Cannon. That's a, that's a letter writing campaign campaign I want to begin. I mean, I, now. you you could make the case that uh, the entire Golden Girls series is actually canon right. somehow. Uh, I don't know. I don't quite know, but, um, but yeah, but anyway, so, but Brian, to your point, yeah, just the incorporation of all these things. And, uh, as you know, and I mentioned this before we started, uh, but, uh, you know, my uh, kids are younger and I did just within the last few weeks, with uh, watch with my son, uh, a new hope. We actually didn't watch it on VHS, but oh, I, please uh, tell me you did, though. No, I didn't. I watched a, a Blu ray. Um, but and uh, because at, at his uh, the the summer day camp that he's at, they were doing Star Wars week, and then they said, like, we're gonna watch a Star Wars movie at the end of the week, and I'm like. All right, well, he's got to watch it with me first. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my wife had just arranged for, like, she had, because I tried to watch it with him last summer and he thought it was a big kid movie and he thought he would be scared. So I didn't want to force the issue. However, totally. and I believe I've told Eric this, uh, that last summer I did take him to see the Jungle Cruise movie. I took him to a press screening because he is so excited about geography and he just wanted Rock. to see the Amazon River. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that movie is way scarier than Star Wars. It is also really? much less good than any Star Wars property ever, including the Christmas Shots special. fired at Jungle Cruise, ladies I'm just saying, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise is about as good as the ride. Uh, in any case, <laughs> it's about as well written. I, I, it's better yeah. cast than the ride. You're about I'm to say the acting, I hope, is yeah, on the part. Is is oh, no, a gator. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there. Those I feel bad for those guys on that ride, man. That's yeah. a dark place you got to go to every day. The, so I and we've gotten 
we've gotten to uh, a new hope and uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but so having you, just watched start? Star Wars, it created, a, a, you know, no matter how many times I've seen it, uh, it, you know, having just seen it before I watched this, uh, I think right. went a long way, you know, and uh, look, that recap of the prequels made me want to dip into the prequels again. You know, it's a good uh, bridge. I, yeah. I, I do think this is the I think a lot of content they've had come out over the past couple of years has done a great job of bridging prequel fans to the original trilogy yeah. fans. But I think this was the last, you know, nail in that co coffin or the, it was that it was the bridge. Like they really, this was the missing piece. This was the, the, the connecting tissue that we always wanted. Like you're going to take arguably the best actor from that trilogy and, and then reclaim Hayden as well as like bringing in and, and kind of answering a lot of questions that just through time and a bunch of other stuff, uh, you know, there's some stuff in a new hope. You're like, why is he calling Darth? Like, why, why does he lie to him about this? Yeah. Why does he say like Darth Vader killed his dad and they well, filling in these blanks. It's great. And, and really Leia doesn't remember meeting no. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like they're need. I, like I was like, are they gonna like Men in Black? Or her memory? Like you know, is he gonna, is he gonna do some mind meld that we've not seen Jedi's do before? Uh, and and at, at one point in the series, I'm like, oh, she's just gonna think this is a dude with a beard named Ben, isn't she? Right. Uh, but and I'm like, well, no, they talk about it being Obi Wan Kenobi. And then I'm like, all right, maybe she can lead. Maybe she can send a coded message better. Like. Uh, General Kenobi, you fought for my father, and obviously we've never met. You know, uh, so that 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 was the way I chalked that up. Well, and, you know, it's funny. Well, I just saw New Hope not that long ago over at the Academy, uh, and they showed the uh, they, right, showed they the showed the seventy millimeter, right? They showed seventy millimeter original. Yeah, thanks for the invite to that, by the way. Okay, you, Christian, you, invite, you, you are invite me to the latest trauma film, but not. Yes, I did, movie. and you said no to that, and thus that was you. You failed the test that would have gotten you to Star Wars. Fair and enough. And also, I do have to weigh. You know, I have I have two sons, and then my questionable relationship with Christian, who's okay. But most. did your two sons take you to see Love and Thunder last night? No, which is why now you are ahead of both of them. Okay, great. So don't worry. Don't. So when the Empire Strikes Back stuff. 70 millimeter is showing, you'll take me. And I assume you I'm both jealous. know the 70 millimeter of Empire Strikes Back is actually a different cut than the 35 millimeter. They uh, they tweaked some things by that point, but it was too expensive to re. You know, they were like, "Well, we've already spent the money on the 70 millimeter, so you're stuck with it." Uh, but anyway, my, my son came in looking for sympathy for something and got none. You know, <laughs> well, by the way, yeah, he'll he'll get he'll get to go <laughs> right. and, and see Love and Thunder with uh, all, all the commoners. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> that's what they call us. Oh that's what. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you you're talking about how you saw. I, I know I, I had to bring my emotions into this, which is why I was. Hey, that's what Jedi. it's all about. This is yeah. the life that we have signed up for, Christian. Yeah, it's it not is. always going <laughs> to be pretty, boss. Yeah. I, but the, so the moment when Luke, when Obi-Wan dies, mm -hmm. Luke is completely depressed and Leia is consoling him. That's the moment that might be the biggest hole of all from all of New Hope in terms of, wait, she knew him. So maybe, I don't know, she'd be a little upset too, even if she hadn't seen him in a bunch of years. Like, I, yeah. I love Obi-Wan. He saved my life. I'm so sorry, Luke. He was a special man. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. She's like, right. yeah, yeah, you deal with this crap alone. I'm going to go focus on the ship. No, there's definitely like an element while watching this show. I, again, like I, the big preface of like what I walked into the show with, because I think that's very important with, with Star Wars is like, I have all these expectations. 
But a big thing with this show is it's exciting, but horrifying. Cause like, wow, they are playing with the main toys in this franchise. Like these yeah. are the main players that we're not messing around here. We're not doing like a Mandalorian thing where this is five years after the fact, we might bump into some people from the original content. This is like, you are doing things with like Leia, Luke, Obi-Wan, right, 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 Darth right, right. Vader. It's OG. happening. OG. OG. And like, that's a slippery slope because you can really mess up. And, but that's also why it's so exciting. And I think um, as long as they put the toys back at the end of the show, that, that was what I was thinking the whole time watching it. I'm like, I'll be good. And I think there were a few things where I was like, all right, they still put the toys back. They did some stuff with them where I'm like, all right, is that going to make sense when I go back and watch this? I still think it will. I still think there's another 10 years where obviously like Luke's relationship's a lot more fresh with Obi-Wan. He just found out, oh, this is the one guy who like actually told me something real about my father and now he's been taken from me. Yeah, Whereas Leia, yeah. like, uh, I guess, you know, she did send a message out to him and, and he died, but he was more of like a protector. Like she, he right. did say things about her parents, but she, it, and that was a great moment that we should talk about at the end of the show where it was almost simultaneously like he's getting this off his chest to her, but she took it in a way of her adopted parents. Like she was like, Oh, I know. And I looked at them and that was also yeah. a great moment, but no, so I, think I think that's great too, because that's clearly Obi-Wan has made peace with who Anakin was and that yeah. Darth Vader is not who he was. And yeah, I did actually like the thing that Ryan referenced the touch where it's like, he refers to him as Darth because he's, only a master of evil, Darth, in, in right, New Hope, right, right. you know? So it's like, yeah, of course he calls him Darth. He's just, this is a different guy. And, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I, yeah, I agree with you that there, this does create some holes, but it, not enough where I'm going to let it bother me. Nothing. And oh, yeah, Saxon, yeah. Oh, yeah. once again, makes a point. She brought Luke a blanket, at least. So, yeah, he had a security blanket, you know? Wait, so can I respond to something Ryan said? Uh, because, yeah. right, there's Ryan. Because... I have with me my original Darth Vader toy I, collection. I have that somewhere in this room, but I can't get my hands on it right Whoa. now. But yeah, this was I, a, I have it. It's filled with figures, right? Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have yeah, it. You can hear him rattling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's full. It's full. And yeah, I'm worried, I, though, because the dog oh, is here. In, in this room, I have all of my Star Wars figures for my kids. That's why I always save them. Right. You know, I, I, I did give some of my classic ones to my kids who would then proceed to play with them, which was beautiful to see. Wonderful moments. Yeah. And then they would drop them and the dog, our old dog would eat them. And oh, then right. I, and then I didn't like my kids as much. And I didn't like that feeling. I remember so, a dog ate one of my, my Star Wars stories. I had a Mace window and I was like, this must be what he looks like after he gets electrocuted. Yeah. And <laughs> you would work him like, into sure. the story every yeah. time. <laughs> I had He's all a, shoot uh, up. I had left a uh, a Luke uh, Luke Skywalker in the X-wing pilot uniform uh, in the yard, and uh, unfortunately the lawnmower got to him. But I kept the pieces oh, no. and uh, did incorporate that into play sometimes. So bad things sometimes happen to Luke, but uh, he could always come through. Luke's just colon like was often a, a a toy you would play with. Um, I I think that uh, I, I I know. A few people, yeah, two of whom have been on uh, various podcasts with me. Mm -hmm. uh, one you know quite well, uh, Ryan. Z uh, oh, Anderson uh, yes. quit the show. She couldn't. Keep, she just couldn't deal with it. Uh, my friend Will Sterling of the Blackcast fame. Oh, yeah. He uh, bailed after episode three. And For Obi Wan. 
of Obi Wan. Wow. Both of them. Oh, I thought you were talking about the black. I thought you were talking about the black cast. I was like, They're sorry to guy. hear that. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> this. They this both story. bailed on watching the show. Yeah, and they bail I, I so the and then I they publicly mentioned it. I mean, Z actually texted it to me uh, earlier. I was uh, talking to her about something else, but. Uh, Will yeah. had posted in response to our pal Dominica Saxon that he gave up after episode three, and uh, this is somebody who walked out of Multiverse of Madness. So uh, I mean, look, I, we all have like idiot friends. <laughs> like I know we all we all we all have like people. We all make big mistakes. Uh, I just think like you know their loss. Well, <laughs> no. You know what? Good, good. Let let it be a pox on them that they don't get to see five and six. Then Serves well, yeah. I mean, and, and it's almost like I, I don't want to tell them, I don't want to tell anybody like, oh, just watch the lightsaber fight at the end of episode no. six. I'm like, no, no. if you're not going to watch, and it's not like it's that long. My complaint about Disney Plus shows is always the fact of those episodes that are like 36 minutes. And this had some of those. And it's fine because I was binging it. So it didn't annoy me the way it usually did. Ryan and I did the Mandalorian season one uh, after show right. uh, for, uh, for After Buzz. And, uh, Oh, those weeks where it was like it was under forty minutes. Uh, I was oh irate, you know. Well, you uh, yeah, come in with I a scotch. That is we, talking runtime. That's a thing with this show. I will critique a little. Like an, another thing coming into this this series is that we're coming off of uh, a few. We haven't had a movie since twenty nineteen, and before Rise of Skywalker, we had Solo, and Solo for many reasons did not perform well at the box office. Uh, and I think I've always kind of disagreed with how it's apparent how, how Disney feels like that movie failed. I think it's abundant of reasons, but probably because it, they had to reshoot a lot of it and there's just no way they're going to make yeah, yeah. the budget back. Yeah. Um, and But for some reason, the takeaway was we'll never do a solo movie again. And I, every indication was this series was going to be a movie at one point and now they made it a show. I was actually excited by the pivot because it meant like, oh, more content. But really, I was kind of hoping for longer episodes. I, I was hoping that that finale was... I wish that they were the length of that finale throughout. And we're, we're in a world where Stranger Things is an hour and a half. And that's because that show is a, a given. It's a guarantee. People are going to watch it. It's huge. To me, this show is the biggest guarantee they've put out yet. Like, I really don't think there is a scenario where this show does not get the views. And I remember after episode three... Everyone was like, this is the biggest Disney Plus show. And it's like, yeah, of course it is. And for some reason, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. I didn't think that the budget visually reflected that. And I'm kind of shocked maybe they didn't think it would be the biggest show. Because I thought that was going to be obvious. And like, why weren't they longer? Like, I, I really do think there were some moments here throughout the show that like could have been elongated. Uh, just a little bit more just to sit with like meet some characters i didn't really feel like we got to know ice cube's son who is a character in this show like he's kind of in and out and same with like kumail he, he's in this, that second episode a lot but he comes back and i'm like he's in and out like we're not really yeah that's the that's what i want from a tv show do you right. do you think that the budget really was high enough for this like did they give it enough time uh I feel like they did, and uh, I I I agree with you to an extent, but uh, because they're they're both properties that have turned into essentially streaming series, uh, my uh, you know I can only compare it to the uh, you know people who didn't like this show clearly didn't watch Star Trek Picard, 
um, because uh, I've been very outspoken that that is one of the worst television experiences of my life of something wow, that I've watched through this. to completion. Because there's shows that I'll quit, but I didn't. Sure. And that because was a show where it, you saw you them. Fan. This is you're why. Big fan. Are you a big right. fan of the new Next Generation? Yeah, huge fan of Next Generation. But no, no, you, but I'm saying you know you you kept going because of your fans. It was like Rocky fighting for. Oh, for, oh yeah, I continued because I was doing a weekly show about it. Yeah, I thought right. It was actually way more entertaining. Everyone was on your so shoulders, depending on you, and you you yeah. carried on. You oh yeah, it. no. But I, do you think that like Picard was as obvious uh, a success when they announced that show as this show was? Because when they said yeah, this show, I was Star like, this Trek, is yeah, that's Hulk. that's why I want to make the comparison for Star Trek. Yes, the first season was consistent with Discovery, the other streaming show up to that point, and you felt like they spared no expense on effects and you know anything that they needed to do okay. on Picard. They spared almost every expense. <laughs> they, 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 it was set in like modern Los Angeles. Oh, they right. Have, they would have chase scenes that took place, car chases that was like clearly the same two blocks. Now, granted, <laughs> I live here, so I recognized it, but I'm like, right. they, they closed off two streets and they kept driving around on them. And it didn't, you know, so there was a lot of that. And so this, I didn't get those feelings. Um, I, do I think... For some reason, yeah, I would think that Mandalorian looks like, you know, it 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 has like a better feel to it than this. But I don't know. I didn't feel like uh, I didn't like feel it the whole time. Corners on this, but some moments, yeah, like one or yeah, two yeah. moments. What did, what did you think, Eric? Well, no, I, I, Ron, you're bringing up a really good point here. It's like I think what, and again, I'm gonna like Christian. I'm gonna tie MCU here with with uh, Star Wars. I think there are some definite set pieces in both the TV versions of MCU and Star Wars that are just lacking. I mean, you, you're bringing up some things with like actors who were sort of underutilized and that, for all, I mean, that could be the writing, that could be any number of things. The editing, like more scenes that they shot that they just didn't use. I mean, the actress who from Pen15, who's a really phenomenal talent, uh, Maya, uh, I like it on her last name. Do you know her name? Uh, Christian, know who I'm talking? Uh, wait on Simone. which show? So Simone she's on Pen Fifteen, and she was yeah, but... on uh, Kenobi. Which which character? She was, uh, I think, one of the pilots. Uh, she's. I I'm think... forgetting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she was like one of the snow speeder. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Maya Erskine. Yeah, Erskine her. is her name. Right. And yes, she was. So she was one of the pilots. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I felt like she you did as much with that character as possible well, but I, well, I know what you're saying sometimes why get uh, her for that role because yeah. she's actually above that but but yeah i think the set pieces this is like miss marvel's been in kind of an interesting watch there where some of the chase moments or fight moments are like woefully undercooked and then other ones like this recent episode that has this big sort of chase in the bazaar was great so i think sometimes it, it, it's budget and sometimes it might you know, um, and I'm not and with no, no, you know, no shade thrown on Deborah Chow, but like there's sometimes where I feel like the directors aren't taking advantage of the, you yeah. know, they, they're, yeah, they're being hand, hamstrung the, by the limited budget. That's <clears> what I was gonna say. Solutions. Sometimes the directors, you know, are are forced to, uh, you know, they're they're given lemons and asked to, you know, make a Chianti out of it, and uh, there's right. only so much that you can do with that. But I know, I look, I I, I agree that in some ways. But I would say that all of these Star Wars shows, and yes, to extend it to MCU and Star Trek, 
I am impressed, generally speaking, the amount of money that they spend on these things and and how, you know, the cinema-like quality. Yeah, there are probably some moments in this, but in general, you know, like they did, you know, they if they had to cut corners in order to give us that fight scene in episode six, uh, I'm going to have to understand the realities right. of making a television right. series. But was totally. there one for you, Ryan? Was there something where you were like, man, I, this one, you know, was there like a, like a... Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, what I, was it? I don't, so I don't even want to, this isn't even necessarily like, a critique, but th- this was something, you know, again, walking into the show, I'm th- I'm like, everything in this new generation of Star Wars has looked really good. Like, I don't think we've ever had something that's looked like, like, like bad. Um, and I don't think anything in this show looked bad. I-, I think what I realized, though, is this, this show embraced being a television series, which I was always like dreaming and imagining it being like the movies. And, um, that was a hard thing for my brain to mentally grasp. Like this is, they really were like, this is going to be like a serial limited series. Uh, we're going to end on like a cliffhanger each week. And, and I think, you know, Mandalorian does that in a Western sense. Um, but it's, but the budget I felt like was all, was always there. And I think when you have talent like Ewan McGregor and all these huge stars in your show, like that's probably where a lot of the money goes. And, I, I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't go as far as to say like a lot of this looked cheap. I think a lot of it looked good. It's just, in every gallery, every Disney Plus, Mandalorian, Star Wars gallery, it's like we have these screens, and these screens can like put anything on them. And this was the first show I kind of could tell, like that's a screen, and like I bet it it works wonders for an actor, right? It works. It's way better than having just a, a green screen. But sure. there were a few moments where I was like, oh, you know what? They're not in the desert for this shoot, like, or or they're not here. And that's always been something that's kind of cool about star wars is you're like man they went to like africa and like shot this there and or they went to you know like the salt flats and like made crate and i think that's something i always love that you know it's tv so i had to accept that i had to accept that every planet was gonna be some kind of derivative of like a, a sand or dirt planet um which is cool and like it works and I, but i think that was like a, a hurdle i had to cross and um, you're right. Like if, if it means you kind of summed it up, if it means we get that sixth episode, I'm yeah. good. But along the way, it was a bit of a bumpy ride for me where I was like, oh, gosh, is this going to be like, well, for, for, we look back on this? fortunately, there was nothing here in the order of the uh, the Free Jack-esque chase scene from Boba Fett with the teenagers. Uh, with right, the, right. Oh, my God, that. And yeah, that was Robert that's good, Rodriguez that's, that's directing a good comparison that one. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, like I think Deborah Chow would the thing you have to nail is the characters, right? And I I real we haven't even talked about Reva yet, but Reva is this element of the show where this show has a, another issue going in where you're like, I know what happens to the main character. He's gonna be fine. Like Luke's gonna be fine. Yeah. Every time Leia's in trouble, guess what? She's gonna be fine because she's in the next like six movies. So that's how do you get us to care? And I think Reva was a point of contention for a lot of people that ultimately I really liked where they went because I was kind of worried they're going to go this cliche route of, you know, oh, she's going to turn good. But then they go down this really dark route of like, I laid in the dead bodies of all my friends and like saw him cut him down and I just want revenge. You're like, what? Like, what did you guys, how did you feel about Reva? We've all been there. 
We've all had we've all had dark nights like that. I mean, Ryan, you know Delaware. Delaware's a dangerous state, man. I mean, Wilmington, it's a, yikes! <laughs> it's a miracle we made it out alive. Yeah, Reva's an interesting character. I, 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 as far as the blowback, hello, thank you. Dark night, say. Dark night, thank you. Dark night. Away with you, boy. Away. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's funny. Her character, I liked. I, I wish there was a little more complexity to her, but then we got there as it carried on when we understood a bit more about her. I liked her more to the point, like I understand with, you know, writing characters, you don't, you don't want to give us everything up front, but I think it actually hurt her character to hold some of that stuff back. They did. So, right. I, I, I completely agree with that. Um, yeah. I, I feel like, it. I thought there was a reason they kind of had the cards down and they opened this show with the order 66. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I was like, let's go. Like we got, and I'm like, Oh, she's probably one of those kids. And I, and I felt like each week we were kind of guessing like, Oh, she, maybe she was one of those kids where there really is no reason they shouldn't have told us that up front. And I think that would have been a cool additional layer to the show of like, well, she was like, one of those kids in order 66 like how did she get here and us actually knowing that as opposed to wondering because it was just a lot to throw on us in that fifth and sixth episode i think it worked but it just felt like information overload where i'm I, unfortunately yeah. i'm tuning into the show for vader and kenobi and this is great that they're showing us this stuff with her but i'm like man if they gave us this a little earlier I, I probably would have been even more invested than I. Ultimately I can was. understand the the desire to have it kind of be a reveal because it definitely throws you off the scent to think that yeah she just wants to be Grand Inquisitor you know she just wants to impress Vader and you know so it it is it is at least a nice surprise I guess in some way but I agree you can give it to us earlier you know for sure uh, it did make her character much more interesting though because it was very reminiscent of other characters, you know, mostly in extended universe stuff, but you know, it's like, Oh, I just want to impress Vader. Uh, I thought she was great. And um, I did not realize till after the fact that she was the actress from Queen's Gambit. I, that was, yeah, yeah. I put that together later. Um, But uh, she was great in that too. And I, I, I did really like her. I liked that there was, you know, Eric, you referenced it, that there was humanity to her, but she's not a she's not a good guy, you know. In the tradition, you know, she uh, she still obviously has a, a lot of issues. Not entirely sure how she survived the lightsaber to the gut by the. We should talk about that. Most experienced killing machine in the galaxy. Right. Lightsaber. What's fight like? What is it? Set your set your guns to stun. Set your lightsaber to mildly hurt. Right. You know, yeah. it's like, wait, what? Like, you know, there is a, yeah. People have died because of at, less. At, at least when, when, you know, when Ming Na Wen, when Fennec Shan survived, there was a whole explanation of like they rebuilt her. I'm oh like, great. God, yeah. So <laughs> she got, she, she got the Steve Austin $6 million man treatment. We can rebuild her. This was like, how'd she even get off the planet? And I try to not let stuff like that bother me, but I'm like, man, I just needed, I needed something. Sometimes I need a crumb. Like, I'm like, yeah. understand that this is a logic flaw and give us something. It doesn't even have to be a good explanation, but show us that you were aware. And I'm sorry, what oh, were you no, saying? There was, the, well, there was the explanation. It's like, hey, hate makes you surprisingly strong. I mean, it's like, yeah. 
really good because yeah. I'm filled with it. I, I'm I'm very excited <sighs> for my own life. That means I can take a you know a saber to the belly. I'll be okay. Great. It's about time I get right. paid for something it, except you know <laughs> yeah. sports sports allegiances. I think I think that th- the thing is like people have died from far less, but also people have come back from far worse in this world. Because this is a... Darth Maul. And maybe this is just like a thing in Star Wars in general where, like, yeah, Darth Maul got his whole waist chopped off, but because he had so much hate, he was able to stay alive until he got, like, robot legs. (laughs) And, like, it works, and he's amazing in the animated stuff, and and we love it. And um, I think the similar thing with her, that they had a line, I think that was the crumb, they're like, oh... She had like so much, or the Grand Inquisitor had so much hate when he got yeah. stabbed in the chest that he was able to stay alive. And you're and you're like, okay, I think the I don't have an issue with that. You just can't do it twice in the same show. You can't have right, him right, get right, stabbed right, in the right, chest right. and then her, and then have a flashback where like maybe she got stabbed in the chest. And you're like, that's all. There's three stabbing discussions going on now, and it's like, <laughs> give us, you know something or, or just do something with the grand inquisitor differently that yeah. is another thing i wanted to kind of bring up like as a fan of rebels he's in season one of rebels so when that happens everyone's like huh like I, he, but he's like alive later and i guess you know people didn't see rebels they're thinking something else but just like a weird kind of red herring to have i think in the show um i was curious how they were going to do it but it ultimately kind of hurts the Reva character when she gets stabbed in the chest because then you're like that just happened to him and and maybe when they were writing it they were like well if he can come back from it now like we know she can it's just there's something up with uh they, they really got to articulate like oh the hate like kept them alive because Qui-Gon Jinn got like, stabbed in the chest he's a ghost at the end of the show yeah no that's a great point uh Domingo Saxon says after Grand Inquisitor surviving a lightsaber uh, impalement I'm surprised he didn't kill third sister just to make sure that yeah uh, and again, this doesn't unravel the show. It is just one of those things. But yeah, you're right. He had to. I didn't think about it in that context. Grant, the the Grand Inquisitor had to survive. Uh, yeah, and, right. and you know, and they brought him back, and they kind of like I think Ryan, to your point, they brought him back just to give us that bridge to Rebels. But they didn't really do anything with him coming back except saying, "Aha, right, hey, hate it's what's for dinner." Well, the I, "I am your father" moment is Vader being like, "Well, I was on you like the whole time." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I knew, and and I, I I want the one thing I will give massive props to this show is like we should talk like like Order sixty six. Th- there's a ton of things weird with the prequels. That was like a thing I remember as a kid being like, whoa, and then as a yeah, yeah. as growing up being like, wow, they re- like he goes for it with that. Like George Lucas takes the gloves no, off. The fact that. Like, he this has, is Anna, and we actually deal with the fact this many years later that Anakin goes to the temple and kills all the young kills kids. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, he becomes Darth Vader for a reason. <laughs> you know, let's not try and gloss over that. And they double and down. I'm it. glad that they didn't. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I was like, yeah, that's an important moment to deal with, and uh, you know, it's it's horrifying, and I think it, it is important to have that. And yeah, I think. Anytime they deal with Order 66, you know, it's it's very much like, yeah, we have to, you know, the, there's, you know, this, you know, to have her survive by playing dead is kind of the only way that I feel like, you know, if she had been spared for some reason, right. I wouldn't have bought it. I would you know have what I mean? That. Like, yeah, you know. It, and, and then you rewrite like, oh, he didn't kill because they also have a line of like these inquisitors are, are 
other Jedi. And I'm like, oh, are they going to rewrite? Like, did he not kill any of the kids? He just turned them into Inquisitors. Right. Like, no, we're going to double down. And he totally killed all of the kids except her. And she, like, slept with dead people and, like, is charting this revenge path for 10 years. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) But let's be honest. The Star Wars galaxy, man, you get huge forgiveness in this galaxy. Because, like, right, at the end, Darth Vader, I'm sorry, son, uh, you saved me, you did. Uh, you know, and then he's like, right. they, he's all sad. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. It was his dad. It was whatever. Bad stuff, bad seafood, turned him into this monster. But he killed a lot of people. Right. You know, a lot of people. Same with No, Leila I here. mean. Like, the, same thing. The, she killed a lot of people. There are scenes in the original trilogy where Vader uses his choke thing on a DoorDash delivery person because his fries were soggy. I feel like he was just killing people because he could. Oh, yeah. You know, the number of, uh, you know, the number of promotions and demotions. I mean, you you would think it was George Steinbrenner and Billy Martin. You know, just the way that it's like you're fired, you're hired. You know, it's like, you're the Admiral now. I'm the Admiral Lord. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, we get it. So, yeah, to have a bad Vader is important. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we got the bad Vader, but you can't have that be effective if you didn't have James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't care who they could have hired that sounded yeah. like him. The fact that we had James Earl Jones, uh, bless us that we still have him on, on this mortal and, and, coil. And that his voice is strong. I know Christian, yeah. that's something you brought up with Picard. With where, Patrick like Stewart, yeah, yeah, like his yeah. age. I mean, he's one. He doesn't actor. sound like he used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds, yeah. And then when he showed up in Multiverse, same thing. It's yeah. like, yeah, Xavier. Uh, Whoa, Xavier. He's an older Xavier. Xavier. It's all right. I mean, you know, he played him perfectly in Logan because he's like, you know, that was years where, old. Right. But to to have him, I think that's important. And I, I yeah, I mean, you kind of wonder, like, oh, are are we gonna get? Qui-Gon at some point. Will he not talk to him? Is it because he's a Jedi with a certain set of skills and one of those skills is not being a force ghost? I, I you know, I didn't know. Um, so yeah, we can still talk about some of the other elements to this, but sort of the way that it ends, it leaves us in a situation where like, okay, so this can be the status quo and lead us into a new hope. Mm-hmm. Do we personally expect another season of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Do we want it? Um, what do you think, Ryan? I don't, I, I really do. I do love this show. Um, I don't really want a season two for as it lies right now. I mean, they could drop a trailer and I change my mind immediately, but I kind of like this as a nice mini series. I'm not opposed to Obi-Wan popping up in other shows. Uh, like if he makes cameo in Andor or whatever, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'm in. Um, same with Reva. Same with a lot of these characters. I'm, I'm fine with them popping up. I, I think a whole other season, too, uh, with six episodes, and it might just be a little forced, or it just might be a little... I, I don't know what the, the big villain would be for that. I, it would really be a hard sell for me, but you do have 10 years. Another a thing I was kind of thinking with the show, I thought the show was going to take place over a lot longer period of time. I thought we were going to have more time jumps, 
it's really only like a week and a half when you look at it. Like it's probably seven. Yeah, days. I didn't think of that. I think of it that way. You're right. It is actually over a pretty short period. It's a short of time. time. <laughs> and then you end with Qui Gon. And I, I think like I'm assuming he's bringing him into that area and he's going to teach him how to become a force ghost or look into the beyond. So maybe if there was a season two, I'd want him to jump into a lot more force stuff. I'd want a lot more interaction, maybe like even visit Yoda, something. Um, I, I did wonder if he was going to talk to Yoda at any point during the season. Uh, I think it would have been forced if he had. Uh, if yeah. no pun intended when I said forced. Uh, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have hated it if he what? did. I would have been like, oh, there's Yoda. Yeah, and it would have needed to be puppet Yoda, <laughs> not CGI Yoda. Uh, oh, but yeah. uh, what do you think, Eric, about there being more? Do you want it? Do you think we'll get it? Where Where do you come down? You know, um, it, Ryan, you were bringing up before the idea of, like, the kind of bold strokes of playing with the big OGs, the big players like Obi-Wan. But what winds up happening, though, is it limits them because there is so much story already – you know chalked up so you then have this very kind of narrow path you could take it limits you you know because in essence yeah grand inquisitor shows up but we know he doesn't die leia shows up we know she doesn't die so what they're kind of doing by if they keep doubling down on these like known characters and known sort of moments there i feel like their storytelling is going to get really it's already boxed in as opposed to, and, and I'm, I, I mean, I look at the, the calendar of Star Wars TV titles, and admittedly, I didn't watch uh, all of Clone Wars. I watched some, and I always liked it, but I never was a kind of like an avid watcher of it. And so I know for those like yourself who are like fans of Clone Wars and troop, not troops, uh, um, Rebels, like those shows are, are going to be pretty exciting. And, you know, I, I, I saw the ad for uh, what's the uh, next uh, Star Wars Andor. Show? Andor, and that looked re- that looked good, but yeah, I'm, you know, the truth is like they kind of need to go there because with these original characters, it's like they're just there's almost no room left for them to play with them. You know, you're right. really boxed in by what they already have in the in their timelines. So I think yeah, yeah. Another, how interesting another, could it be? Right, there's just. And, and Kenobi told a pretty complete story in the end of it all. You know, it's kind of like how Obi-Wan got his groove back, uh, which I think would have been a better title, to be honest. Um, would it be better to be how Obi-Wan got his force back? Yeah, wow. his force back. Right. Force back mountain. I don't know. I'm just trying. <laughs> yeah. I saw that movie. Yeah. Different uh, than I expected. It was a little different. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm okay with this. Was it. I w- I'd be perfectly happy to see you and McGregor and other stuff. He was terrific, but it, it will feel like at some point the dog gets the tail and what do you do with the tail? Right. Yeah. And honestly, look, if the second season is uh, a lot of time on the farm with uh, Owen Baru and uh, Ben goes back to working in the meatpacking plant and that's actually what every episode is. I'm like, all right, you know, it, I, I'll appreciate the uh, exercise. <laughs> Um, by it the becomes way, a workplace uh, comedy about the uh, meat plant. Yeah, uh, underutilized, uh, I think, in, in the prequels out of necessity. But uh, I, I thought that uh, Joel Egerton as uh, uh, Uncle Owen, Dude. you can see him as the Uncle Owen in A New Hope. He, yeah, you know, you, brought it. Yeah, you, and I, and I think you know he's. He's, I guess, what, 10 years younger in the prequels. And, you know, he doesn't really have almost anything to do. But you're just like, oh, yeah, he grows up into that guy. 
you know, who's like, whose only job is to keep Luke from going to the Academy. In you 10 years. And by the way, in, in like it's 10 only 10 years. years I, know. I know. Like those 10 years must be rough. I like, know. I mean, what, they do live brown? on a planet yeah. with two sons. So, yeah. you know, it does yeah, age Bar- And Baru too. I mean, listen, I don't want to throw, you know, any, any hate on either yeah. actors who played Baru. But I think Baru might have aged even more because she yeah, she's she still might've. youthful looking in this series. And I love, oh, by yeah. the way, look, Emperor was great. I, like true. She's like, dude, I, stop effing around. We're going to get this. Yeah. I Look, in this series, <sighs> I still would. OK, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, in A New Hope, you know, but Maybe it depends how much blue milk I have. But oh, my God. I, I <laughs> but thought he looked honestly, close to the Phil thinking Brown. is like, yeah, yeah in he, 10 yeah, years, closer, it's we're going to go from even this this aged older ewan mcgregor to sir alec guinness like i wouldn't believe that he grew into the alec guinness from bridge on the river Kwai. yeah you know? like <laughs> so, and maybe and look well, they're filling in some him. blanks like they're, they're doing this thing where they're like they're answering questions we've always wondered but they weren't like the biggest deal like maybe they do something really creative at, with obi-wan and maybe explain the age thing. I don't know. Or maybe it's something as simple as there's two sons. I, I really, it's, it's unclear, but I, I do think there is a chance that, uh, you know, that, that we get a season two just because this was popular. I think like Lucasfilm Disney's so reactionary with, with a lot of oh, this yeah. stuff. Like yeah. the show became a TV show because of how another thing performed. I wouldn't be surprised that this is the biggest Disney plus show that they're like, all right, well we have to figure out a season two. I just hope the story's there. I mean, you look at all the writers for this, they got like Andrew Stanton from Pixar and like a yeah. ton of people came in and uh, and I was kind of worried each week, like, okay, I hope they don't fumble the bag. And I don't think they did. But I, I yeah. my main thing is I just wanted to see like Hayden come back, you and kick ass and, you know, let's get a cool Qui-Gon moment. Um, I personally, I wanted to, can I bring something about the Qui-Gon moment? Go ahead. So, Okay. I'm not going to like rewrite this, but I would have, I really think it would have been cool if Qui-Gon appeared to Obi-Wan when he was holding the rocks at first. Like right. Yeah. Vader, I, I kind of thought it would go there too. Yeah. When Vader has the high ground yeah. and he's like pummeling him, and he thinks he just caved him in and he's somehow holding all the rocks with the force. I think it would have been a cool like Spider-Man homecoming moment where he's like, you know, come like, just like come in and, and maybe he, or maybe you just hear him and then you see him later. Something like I think that would have been a powerful. That, I, moment. You know, when you first said it, I wasn't sold, but if you heard him, that actually oh, would have gone yeah. a long way. Yeah, I, cool. I think that that would have helped. But uh, honestly, I think Liam Neeson's rate per minute is probably just too high. I, I, that's right. that's my takeaway was it was a practical reason like that. You know, I'm like, yeah, it was just like, you know, it's like, they, yeah, they, right, actually, yeah. they hired him on cameo. And that's what we get. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Why is oh, why is he? God. Yeah, why why is he looking at a uh, at a cell phone to talk to Qui Gon? Yeah. Uh, look, I I think the door that they've left open is that this was a Leia story. If they feel like they can give us a Luke story that ties Ben in, uh, I I think that that's sort of the avenue we have. Um, I but. I think he's still largely going to be a, the recluse that we see in A New Hope. Yes, he helped this cause, but lose my number. You know what I mm. mean? Like mm. he doesn't. He doesn't want to. He still doesn't want to be that active. So his lightsaber is not going to be buried in the desert anymore. Mm. But 
you know, he's not going to be walking around with it probably either. So, uh, yeah, if, if we do get more, I agree 100 percent. It needs to be good. It needs to be worth it. Uh, right. And I, I do think that if we get it, it'll 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 be worth it. But uh, there's so much other stuff they have going on. And you uh, McGregor is one of those actors who I just usually appreciate him, whatever he's in, you know, so uh, uh, I, I'll be I'll be fine, you know, if, yeah, if yeah. they decide to do it. Uh, but it's kind of like he always classes up the joint because he's yeah. not always picked great things to be in. But, you know, he's that he's good. not. Yeah, he's not going to phone it in. You know, like he he definitely uh, he, over the years to his range, like, you know, if you saw that season of Fargo, he was in. He was. Oh, my God. In that, and, and dual roles, too. Yeah. yeah. I forgot oh, about that. Great. Yeah, that's, yeah, he was great. Yeah. Who can forget? I mean, Christopher Robin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, robots. Yeah, no, I, he's, he's, I love robots. I love robots. I, 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 I yeah, I got a I got a toaster. Uh, from robots, <laughs> part of the. the I the, love. I still have the toaster, um, but yeah, look, I, I, so, I don't know what it. I, I, it's interesting that we live in an age where people are just so quick to be unhappy with things. I try to like everything, and Ryan knows this about me. But when I don't like it, I'm not going to pretend that I do. Yeah. And you know, Mandalorian was the the real convergence of I wanted something to be good. And it was so much better than I ever thought it could be, you know? And right. it's funny because when it started, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's a Mandalorian, but give us Boba Fett. Well, then they give us Boba Fett and it's like, no, nah, bring back the Mandalorian. He's right, the one right. I like better now. And, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, but it's uh, even that it's like they're going to if they do another season of Boba Fett, I'll, I'm like, OK, fine, I guess it's fine, even though I, I didn't really like it. It, I just want know. I want Hammerhead's origin story, like that's one of those like oh. smaller characters can we, that can we go can, can we have like a this would be like a like a I special can, can we have like a a tour documentary for the the modal nodes I believe is the name of the band in the cantina <laughs> I would like a Spinal Tap esque movie starring them uh you know look they they have a streaming service tell me why you can't do this now you know uh, all right this guy. If anyone deserves. is that the rancor keeper, I, I think it was, but I lost his headdress. You lost his headdress, yeah, because because <laughs> no. now he just looks like Marlon Brando in the Island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> so you need a miniature version. I, actually, of in Apocalypse Moreau. Now, I'd even say and the horror. Um, the horror. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, and in general, I always want to love Star Wars, and so then when I don't, it hurts so much more than other things. When it, when it lets me down, it lets me down hard. Um, I, but yeah, there's so much, yeah, there's, so there's so much that they have planned. It is interesting that we don't seem to be on a path to getting a movie anytime soon. And, yeah. uh, you know, I would like there to be, you know, do a standalone movie that is not tied into any of the lore that has come before. Well, that's take away tell a, movie. That, yeah. That's, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a great story yeah. and don't, don't, you It'll know, be a little goofy. You don't sign somebody to a trilogy. Just make a movie and see what happens for oh, yeah. you. Know? Well, remember for a while, and this is the thing, and I mean, Kathleen Marshall is a producer. Um, Kennedy. Kennedy, Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. She, I mean, think, I mean, you look at her credits and they're remarkable. Sure. Then Some say she's, the best in Hall of Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and I mean, she's, she's done okay. She knows, I mean, she clearly knows what she's doing. Here's the thing that I think 
you know, we, and we, ironically, I think we talked about this even last week, Christian, in your other show. It's like, you know, Kevin Feige has figured out a way to make all this stuff work because there's a really good, strong uniform vision that keeps shifting with the storytelling. He hires a variety of artists to sort of push the storytelling this way and that way, but he is always keeping the through line. What happened with Star Wars with the films is, in essence, like you didn't necessarily have someone at the steering wheel. So the story kind of would drift here and then they would be like, no, we, we got to push it back this way. And yeah. then, and they gave out, remember they gave out a trilogy to Ryan Johnson. They gave out a trilogy to uh, the guys who did game of Thrones. Um, yeah. You know, so it was like almost to the well, point it, where it was, it was definitely like a, like an Oprah season premiere. You get a trilogy, you get a trilogy, you get a trilogy, you get a trilogy. And no, I agree. And I think that uh, they got look. there was a point where their goal was to give us a Star Wars movie every year. And I don't I at that time, I'm like, that is not a good goal. That yeah, is too much. And look how it, many people got fired, too. I mean, yeah. and I know we had that with yeah, I mean, you. Lord and Miller are incredibly talented, talented yeah. filmmakers. And look, their version of Solo was clearly not what the studio wanted. No. But. You know, I, and then just like I'm sure, I'm sure out. Edgar Wright's Ant Man would have been great as well. Yeah. By the way, right? You right, know, right. but it's you know, it's all right. So, uh, but don't abandon giving us movies, and I, I'm sure they won't. Just focus on making them good. That's the yeah. point for all of it. You know, like, and I think that there may have been some shortcomings with this show with Obi Wan Kenobi, but having Deborah Chow, having the people involved that were. And ultimately, yes, it did come down to Ewan McGregor. Mm. Uh, and, you know, and look, the fact that we did have, I, I referenced already James Earl Jones, you know, we didn't want a new Kermit situation, you know, where all of a sudden Kermit starts talking and you go, like, whoa, whoa. Right. And by the way, <laughs> I have kids that are little. New Kermit is nothing. People complain about new Kermit. Really? When you hear new Big Bird, it, it, it's like not even the same character. You're just like, that. oh, you didn't even try. Wow. You know? Hello, yeah. I, I'm Big Bud. I, yeah. I, well, I even heard that. This is use... my friend, Mr. <laughs> Snuffleupagus. He don't, don't keeps worry his about trunk it. in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> when, if, I, if I go into walking, it's uh, clearly almost time to end. But uh, uh, what were you going to say, Ryan? Well, I know with one thing I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure with, with James Earl Jones is they use that similar technology they used for Luke in Mandalorian season two oh, yeah. his voice, which is cool. Like he's still getting a paycheck. I'm yeah, you know, I, I think they're they're digitally he's said so many words that they can like put it in a machine and it like turns it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. In Rogue you you look back, you listen to Rogue One, he's like kind of sounding a little old in Rogue One. He sounds yeah. great, but this show it felt like I was in nineteen seventy seven. Like, yeah. yeah. Was, crazy good and when you have that ability like it's it's pretty great i i, I agree like I, we all want good star wars like i i go into everything they, they release like i hope this is the best um and i but i also think for me it's all about moments star wars is all moments like i, I yeah. don't look at this stuff like i do other content it's all moments for me and even like the my least favorite Star Wars has there's probably a few moments I like. Um, I can always find something, and I think with this show there were probably more amazing moments than uh, their other live action stuff to this point. As a whole, I think like Mandalorian season one still kind of 
wears the crown for me and then season yeah. two and then this and then Boba. But um, this was, I thought this was excellent. And you could tell like they care and no one's phoning it in. They're going for it. They're trying to satisfy a lot of people, but like we got to see Alderaan. We got to yeah. like see, yeah. you know, Uncle Owen and Peru as characters now. Like I, we got Flea for Christ's sake. We got Flea. Right. <laughs> Which I think he was playing his character from Back to the Future two and three. By the way, yeah, I think a you're very right, elaborate crossover there that no one's talking. Or about. Big Lebowski, yeah. Or I think he was. I, I also think you know he was thrown in there because I think Deborah Chow directed a music video for the new album, and she was like, "All right, you can come on in." Um, Flea just sat outside the set until yeah. they put him in it, he and then he got <laughs> murdered. That was the best part. They killed him. They well, killed him. They did and kill brutal, him. And brutally at that. So well, that was because, a- yeah, because he wanted to, he, he wanted to show up just wearing a sock and they were like, all right, no, we'll just write you <laughs> out. I mean, come on. This is, oh this God. is still Disney for God's sake. You know, we gotta, we gotta draw the line. Somewhere. Under every costume. I bet he had it on. Though. Yeah. Uh, and uh, our pal Dominicus Saxon now taking to Twitter. Uh, saying this was a fun, cool episode. Christopher Walken making an appearance oh was God. worth staying up for. I always feel like such a hack if I if I pull out the Walken card oh. just because it's uh, I don't know. It's, it's a it, 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 a lot of people I, have I, I, that, I opened that door. No, it's on a lot of people game. have that arrow in their quiver, and mine yeah, isn't yeah. Even particularly good. But uh, it, it's I have one friend who loves it. <laughs> That's all that really matters. Uh, yeah, look, so uh, very excited to have been able to talk about this show. I was happy with it. I I will encourage people. You know, if they say, "Do you think it's worth watching?" I'll I'll say yes, but a good question before you answer is, what did you think of the prequels? Because I don't love the prequels, but I never hated them. You have people who just hate the prequels. And I think that as we've gotten further removed from the sequel trilogy, I think it makes me appreciate the prequel trilogy more because I think that it was a more unified, clear vision. And yes, I think in hindsight, if they knew JJ was going to do the ninth episode nine, they would have had him do episode eight, you know, because then it would have at least been consistent, but that's not what we got. So, uh, but uh, so anyway, I think that even if you don't though, it's like, you got to like Ben Kenobi, you know what I'm saying? Um, But I don't know, Ryan, uh, to, to sort of wear a different hat for a second. Yeah. Who do you think this show is not for? I've I referenced a couple of people, one of whom you know, that was just like, yeah, I can't watch this. Interesting. And yeah, it surprises me, but whatever. People don't have, if, look. If people don't like something, don't watch it. I, I think that that is a huge takeaway from from uh, I was going to say America, but the world in 2022. If you don't like it, you do not have well, to watch it. I, I think that's a great question, and I think my answer is kind of what I was saying at the very beginning of the show, which is I, I was more excited about this show than at literally any other TV show ever made. I was so hyped going into this because it's Star Wars. It's Obi-Wan. I'm getting all the nostalgia from when I was a kid. This is like no way home times a million for me when I, when I okay, heard the if they, back. if you read tomorrow that uh, lost season seven was about to happen would that, this is the- still, this is okay. still, shit. Wow, like, that's I, oh, I mean, it's, okay. come on, it's Hayden. Yes. and Ewan McGregor coming up for Star Wars being directed by Deborah Chow. Like it's, this is for me, it's, it's, it's a lot of, um, I think this is for the most people. Like, yeah, there might be some people who are kind of like, well, do I need to watch anything? It's like that will enhance your viewing. But I also think you'll get a lot out of this. I, I think 
when it comes to I, I do like I like all Star Wars and I like the prequels, but my biggest complaint is like you have to protect your actors, and I don't think George Lucas, as brilliant as he is, yeah. did I don't think he protected his actors in those movies, and no, I think no, that's but I like think his... that he also didn't in a New Hope. I mean. True. Uh, Car- Carrie Fisher had T-shirts made that said "faster, more intense" because that was how <sighs> he directed. He would tell yeah. them, "Do their lines faster, more intense." So he I, said I, it so often. Say, she had shirts made. Yeah. True. I will say, like, again, you do have the added benefit of like, this is we're all doing this for the first time, but everything's like very practical. It's around here when you're just like in a green room, and you got to be able to recognize like there's just no way on God's green earth that that was like Hayden's best take of being like, I hate sand. Like there's just yeah. no way like there you get another take. Like you have, you go back and you reshoot it. You do something because what they did like to Hayden and Natalie Portman with a lot of that dialogue and that editing, it's just like, you're, you're hanging them out to dry and, it, oh, it's, yeah. and it's brutal. And like, I really do think this show is unfinished business um, fulfilled for them yeah. or at least for, yeah. for Hayden and well, and it's nostalgic it, it's crossing out it's you know it's dotting its I's crossing its T's when he says hello there when he yeah. says hello there oh, in I the know. finale yeah, yeah, I lost that's why my I start, mind that's why I started this show that way I lost my mind uh, I forgot about it moment. I was like he has to say it at yeah. one point and it's like yeah. the best hello there it's it great. was yeah and uh, yeah it, it was oh. and look I think it's important because you know, you talked about how Star Disney Star Wars as an entity, it's a specific branch of Star Wars, is very reactionary and is very eager to please. It would be the safe route to just ignore the prequels and move on from them because there is a very vocal contingent that doesn't like them. But to appreciate the value of them and to continue telling stories and to tie together those the you know the two. Uh, the, those two those two uh, trilogies. Sorry, uh, I think uh, I think it's great that they're willing to do it. And when they decide that they don't care and they're going to give us Jar Jar a Star Wars story, that's going to be because they're like, we don't care. We have a good story to tell about him. And I, you know what? That's My kid me. be like seven or eight by then. He'll probably love Jar Jar Star Wars. I, I made this joke. When I watch, fan- oh wait, wait uh, go finish okay. your thought, Eric. And I have, a, sorry, finish your thought, no, no, Ryan, Ryan. And then I have a question for Eric. I was gonna say I made this joke on Twitter. I think Jar, I think uh, Taika's movie is Jar Jar Rabbit. Like that's his movie. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, that's a great, that's a, right? That's but, a uh, nice one. But I, but I, I will say like, uh, you know, I think a lot. Of, it's very popular online for people to kind of like say like Disney Star Wars. I think this is all. It's all Lucasfilm. I, I really do think yeah. like they are the ones. No, I just think that the approach is very different because you you had made the point. I I don't think George. I don't think George ignored what the fan base said and granted, you know, different eras and all that, but I don't, I think that he still told the stories he was going to tell anyway. I think that rise of Skywalker is a direct reaction to what some people didn't like about last Jedi. And I don't want to break down. I don't go ahead. Sorry. What Eric? No, no, saying that's why I thought rise of Skywalker really let me down. That yeah, was but see, I, I was so disappointed. In I, 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 I don't, I don't love either of them, you know. Uh, I, and so I don't want to get too bogged down in that because yeah. I've spoken at great length my feelings on Last Jedi, and uh, you know, it, it, that that you know, I think that that's just an example. Whatever you think of either or both of those movies, I do yeah. think that the Episode Nine is a reaction to 
episode eight. And uh, yeah. so you could you could do that with all of the prequels. But uh, I, I was wondering, you know, Eric, you mentioned that your kids when they were younger, they would watch the prequels a lot. Did you know, did the character of Jar Jar respond or resonate with a younger audience? You know, I, I think Alex, my older son, I think he used to talk about liking Jar Jar just to antagonize me. <laughs> Which, by the way, I respect so much because it truly means my DNA is in that child. Oh, yes. yes. God help him. I, I, uh, I, yeah. Well, I'm just going to throw this out. Like, Go ahead. I think, I think there is a pattern. I think we've had enough time. There's like, what, 40 years now, 50 years of Star Wars where we have... I think there's a pattern for how a lot of this stuff works now. And look, when the prequels came out, people hated them. There wasn't social media at the time, but people hated them. Yeah. And even without social media, Jake Lloyd grew up like questioning everything, and Hayden Christensen didn't really act in anything else. And like Ahmed Best, Ahmed Best. Oh, the I mean, poor guy. it's he, like he, it's he, nuts. There's different problems with these trilogies, but the kids that grew up with them loved them. And now there's this resurgence of love for them. I really do think, like, quote it here, 10 years from now, people who grew up with these sequel trilogy are going to feel the same way. And yeah. I, I really do think, like, everything we've gotten over the past 10 years, we've gotten the Clone Wars show, Rebels show, um, we've gotten the Bad Batch, we've gotten Obi-Wan, we're going to get Andor. There's all this stuff around the prequels that has really, like, painted it, made it work, all these books. But now we're, we're going to get that. We're already getting it. For the sequel yeah. trilogy, like Mandalorian, you know we're building to to that. And it's the my Bon Jovi theory from earlier. <laughs> it just you stick around long enough, eventually people turn people, the corner. People turn the corner, and I, I really do think that's going to happen with the sequel trilogy. It's a different type of ask because I really I think a lot of prequel stuff is like good story, weird execution, and people have issues with like the sequel story. But I do think people will come around, and like I'm a guy who who loves Last Jedi and then had a lot of issues with Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and I, yeah. I even would say I hated it for a while. But just this past year, I'm slowly starting to turn the corner like, yeah, there's some stuff I like in this. And like, I'm starting yeah. to buy into it. And like... One of the things yeah. to like about Rise of Skywalker is something that I meant to mention earlier about this episode, and we'll wrap up momentarily. Uh, whenever we get Ian McDermott. Uh, I'm always mm -hmm. like, thank God we, thank God we have him a, a little bit. We don't have a lot of emperor in this, uh, <laughs> but uh, we had enough. And yes, uh, you know, you know, uh, you you could get somebody else to play him, and I'm glad they don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, like, oh, talk right, about right. the luckiest character yeah. actor in the world. That guy had a long career. Star Wars was but a little piece of it, and then they say, hey, we're doing the prequels, and you're going to be like the big bad. And I mean, I mean, imagine that, that how much money he made from those prequels and then put that up against every other movie he did. He did he's been in a ton of stuff. He was yeah. even in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. You might remember that, Christian. I do. Yeah. He was the butler. Which is a great. If you don't know that movie, that's that's Michael Caine oh. and, uh, and Steve yeah. Martin. Martin, right? Yeah. Yeah. At their best. And that's a great movie. Yeah. That guy's been around forever. And yeah, it's like, oh, my God, this little thing no, I did. Yeah, to, to get that call from his agent, it was like, hey, remember that thing you did like right. 16 years ago? Oh, yeah, I was in a Star Trek movie. No, no, it was Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they want you to play him again. I'm like, what? Didn't he die? No, in no. We got in a trilogy. And the way that he underplays Senator Palpatine in the prequels, like when he's like, great. Oh, yeah. I, 
I'm so surprised. I'm surprised to be sure. And I'm just like, oh, this motherfucker. He's so good. He's you good. Know? I, I love him in the prequels. Even when, even at my, no, uh, my lowest no. appreciation for the prequels, I always thought he it's was fantastic. Fun. And yeah. when he gets like electrocuted and turns into way over the top, <laughs> overacting, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I love this too, though. You know what I mean? I I'm like, yeah, right, that'll, right. that'll happen. It's a flavor. It's a flavor. Yeah. Like, I, I think. And you know, it's like such old people are like, it's such a leap. He's in nine. And I'm like, I felt that way for a while. But then you're like, if there's one character yeah. <laughs> who we know could do it, like, I'm in. I, I don't really buy into like how, but like, I'm, 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 in, I'm in. I'm in. Like, it's, if they brought back Count Dooku with no head, that would have been a different thing. Yeah. And, and I really do, you know, again, like it all connects in a cool way. Like Marvel, it's, it's going like sequelizing one after the other and this is like we're getting something up here then back here then here and somehow it's all like dramatically really interesting like it was fascinating for this show to come out 15 years after the prequels as opposed to like the year after i think that's cool like there's something interesting about star wars being so like release out of order it's really confusing for my parents but for me i think it's cool and i really am like curious to see what we're going to get for that sequel era and like, there's stuff in this show that mirrors like what Luke does in the Last Jedi. There's stuff throughout the series that touches the originals and the prequels. And I don't think any of the other series can say that. Yeah, and uh, but you know, to the the point that we're making, sort of him as an actor, it's also like, all right, you're gonna play him at this point in the timeline, and then you're gonna play him at this point in the timeline, <laughs> right, and you're gonna right, go right. way back and play him. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And because uh, right. they reshot his, they reshot the scenes for Empire for the special editions or no, the later editions, whatever, because right. it was a different actor. And then they're like, no, nah, we'll go ahead and put him in uh, Empire as well. So, yeah, just the amount of times it's like, yeah. Uh, but and McDermott's uh, like, yes, please, more. Yeah. Thank you. So, <laughs> yeah. And sort of uh, to the point about different generations appreciating different things about it, what I'll tell you is my son understand my son felix he's about to be seven he keeps wanting to know when we're going to get to the porgs because he we have we have well, a couple then. of porgs in the house and i'm like yeah yeah that that'll happen you'll get to the porgs don't worry uh we can't rush it you'll get to the porgs but God. to the the point about how i've understood how kids could appreciate jar jar in a way that adults didn't by the way from the second time i saw the movie he didn't bother me as much first time i'm like what is this what's going on i'm i'm really worried from the second time you know he's in it you're like all right it's fine but my son loved r2d2 mm-hmm. when he gets shocked by the jawas and he falls over with that thud he he laughed <laughs> like Oh, I laugh yeah. every time at that. Still, he laughed like way. I was laughing at the Monty Python dead parrot sketch. Yeah. You know, it was just it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. And he loves C3PO and his like, you know, like, no, this way is much too rocky. Just like yeah. just the two of them. And I'm like, yeah, that, that really works, you know? Uh, and yeah. so just you kind of forget what it is that kids are going to latch on to. You know, he, he likes the characters. He pays attention to the story. He knows what's going on. That's just who he likes. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I guess they are pretty great. You know, yeah. Yeah. well, I, I, Ryan, uh, Ryan uh, Christian knows about this. I got to go to, you know, the academy and I took my son. And for him to see the original, to mm. see it in a theater, 70 oh, millimeter, God, I haven't even done that. He yeah. was, I mean, it was such a treat. And 
I mean, true circle Chills. of life kind of crap. You know, I the first movie came out, I was three. So I saw it in the theater. God. And and many years back, my mom said to me at one point, like I was talking about how prequels were out and Alex got into it and he, he wanted all the toys. And and I was, I was I was complaining a little. My mom's like, "Good, you drove me nuts with that shit." <laughs> so the circle of life of, of a child oh aggravating a, a parent. Yeah, there's something to be said about like, okay, I get it now, and I'm and, and, and I was like, all right, is it too late for an apology then for being annoying about it as a kid? Well, it's about family. Like I I really yeah. that and that's the thing where we can just briefly talk about like the criticism reaction to the, to the show. And I'm like, you guys, you have to go into this stuff realizing like, of course, like Leia's in it. Like, I, okay. I didn't know it was going to be Leia, but like, we all thought it was going to be Luke. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. It's one of the, uh, like, cool. And, and they're taking risks. And like, that's the thing that's exciting about star Wars is there's a lot you want to see, but you're like, ah, oh, they're going to like surprise me with something. And we're going to get a moment where like, Obi-Wan's dragged through fire and how cool is that? Or he's going to like launch gigantic rocks at him and I'm going to replay that uh, moment for the rest of my life. Or we're going to hear, we're going to see Hayden Christensen behind the mask and have his voice go in and out of yeah. James Earl Jones back to Hayden while it's flashing blue and red and tell him that he killed. It's like, this is stuff I like yeah. we dreamt about. Like, well, this is it, crazy. Rogue One. So Rogue One has moments that clearly were made by a director who was a kid playing with the toys. Because we'd go to the beach, and you'd yeah. bring the figures, and you might even bring your buddies at at, and right. you would play with them on the beach, and all of a sudden, what do we have? We have stormtroopers and at ats on the beach. And so oh that's the fun thing. It's like, right, it's like the people making these stories now are the ones who grew up as fans, who grew up as kids playing with this. So... Right. It's like, and provided they just trust them, those are the ones that you want. You want the ones where Star Wars was so in their yeah. life because they get it. They get what makes us love this franchise still almost 50 years into it. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why when you bring somebody like John Favreau on board, it's because yeah, yeah. it was clearly so important to him. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I, I want to make stuff that. I would appreciate just as a fan and just watching, you know, so I get it, uh, all of it. Um, but yeah, ultimately it comes down to like stuff that you can watch with your kids. And I, I, I have you watched rogue one with your kids, uh, Eric, mm -hmm. I, it's a little rough at the end. And also it's a bit of a downer, <laughs> bit of a downer, right? But your kids are bigger than mine. So it's, all right. yeah, they, you know, they come from Hardy stock. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, 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 they love Avenger, it. They're fine. Anyway, they did that, that, that we're going to wait until uh, Judah's oh. bar mitzvah, I think. Okay. That's yeah. going to be and, a very uh, special day. After the, you know, and then the traditional, after the, uh, the eighth day of Hanukkah, then the traditional viewing of silent night, deadly night, I believe is uh, <laughs> the, the, the way things should go. Uh, and uh, in any case, uh, this is a great point from Dominicus Saxon. I've been able to see every movie on its original opening weekend. Wow. He was seven when Star Wars came out. I uh, I was one when Star Wars came out. I do remember seeing the re-release at the drive-in. And I, I always talk about the reason I remember it. I have a memory from being three, year old, three years old. It was because I really had to go to the bathroom and my dad didn't want to take me, but my mom made him get out of the car and take me. Uh, so, but he was like, you know, it was like, really, I was in there. And my dad was still watching the movie, but you know, he couldn't hear it because you didn't have the little box in your window to listen. But anyway, uh, yeah. So it, it just, because it's meant so much to me for so long. And I feel like this show delivered. Yeah. It's not the amazing, you know, 
not masterpiece. Uh, holy shit moments of the yeah. Mandalorian, but there's so much that I really enjoyed and it was fun. And I look forward to watching it with my kids. I think that uh, they'll both uh, be able to relate to this 10 year old Leia. Uh, you yeah. know, this idea of like, well, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to put a blaster in it. You're only 10, you know? And then it's like, yeah. she's probably thinking like, all right, well, I'll have one by the time I'm 12. So it'll be fine. Um, but in any case, uh, I, you know, and even when people don't agree, I, uh, I, I, I love being able to talk about this stuff. That's one of the best parts totally. of uh, doing the black cast for almost uh, a decade. Having this be our 497th episode. Uh, we have a couple of fun things coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, we will do a special on star Trek, strange new worlds, which, uh, is has renewed my faith in that franchise uh, by giving me exactly what I wanted and uh, not something that we've been getting uh, from Star Trek. Uh, we'll have some familiar faces on that. We'll have a, uh, a Thor love and thunder special, uh, which will include a conversation that Eric and I still need to schedule, but you guys will hear it soon uh, because we did see it last night. And uh, we will also very soon have black cast 500. And I confirmed earlier today, what? joining me for Blackcast episode 500 will be the one, the only, the great Mr. Dana Carvey. Yes, so got it. For that. You bagged uh, the whale. Yeah, oh, he, he told me crazy. that uh, he's very busy the next few weeks, but he would love to do it. So we're gonna we'll we'll slowly roll out 498, 499. But or, or uh, we you will do get like that. fractions, you know, like a 498. Oh yeah, one, like a, like a seven like, minute. They episode. did they do like Lion King one and a half. Yeah, 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 and they did like an X Men one and a half. Yeah, so we'll do 499 and a, and three quarters or whatever. Jackass. Uh, but anyway, so very excited yeah. to you know <laughs> oh look. God, it's a so lot cool. of nerd talk over the the next uh, few weeks, but uh, excited to have it with all of you. And uh, Ryan, if people want to continue the conversation, follow you on social media, yeah. talk about how Bruce Springsteen's going on tour in Europe next year, but yet no, no U.S. dates. Uh, how do they oh. find you and how do they do that? At Ryan Nelson, R-Y-N-I-L-S-E-N on Twitter and at Ryan Nelson underscore on Instagram. Worked on a ton of cool stuff that's coming out right now and later this year. So you can keep track of all that. Um, where can they find you guys? Eric, where can people find you? Well, first of all, I just I want to give a shout out to the idea of the prequel, the Black Cast prequel, which I want to do. I want you to do that episode so badly. Episode negative one. That's will, actually really, you know what? That's I our friend Jacob that. Lee Downey, and uh, that's, that's actually great. a great idea. I would like to do it. You know, we've done on the. I don't want to waste too much time, but we've done episodes of the Black Cast that are called uh, Flash Blat. And the pre the premise of those episodes are that we did the black cast decades ago when you were like in high school when we were you know we did them decades ago and they existed cool. as cassettes that people would pass between <laughs> each other. So there's a black cat. Like my idea was uh, black cast ninety two was the first one. I think it's episode one hundred ninety two. And then we think we did an eighty three, and then we did a ninety nine. And so these are episodes that were recorded in the year that is in the title and uh there'd be a way to figure out how to do a uh, negative one oh um, my god in any case uh black that's cat, uh, black cast babies so people uh can find you at count eric connor mm -hmm. uh they can always find us uh on marvel movie talk wednesdays at 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern 
And this Sunday over on the Geekscape Network for Geekscape Book Club, where we'll be talking about uh, the George Perez Wonder Woman Volume 1, uh, which uh, I've only read about 100 pages of so far, so I really have to delve into the next two. You're 100 pages ahead of me, so yeah. i got to get to it. It's like 300 pages. and uh, oh, it's Jesus. A, it, it's a All lot. Right. I'll yeah, make it you, work. Want, you should get started. Yes, uh, but you can always follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Please subscribe to the Blackcast, the Blackcast YouTube channel. You get all of our shows, and of course, uh, just uh, you know at Blackcast on Twitter and Instagram. That is all the time we have for now. But as we always like to say, may the force be with you. Live long and prosper. And as the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior. Get them all in then. This <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. Hello there.